When I think of someone who is creative, does what they love without compromise, and who inspires just by being who they truly are, I think of Taya Foles. Please join us as we welcome Taya to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. Thank you. I, I told you this earlier. I've been waiting since 2010 to have this conversation. The first time I saw you um, up on the hill in Toronto, uh, being proposed to by your husband, now your husband, um, I thought, I can't wait. I got I to gotta know this person. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, okay, so let me give some backstory. I love um, the zombie culture, I guess you can say. Maybe not as much as Taya, as you can see by her um posters on the wall and, and everything, but I love it. And, and the freedom that it gave to people, it, it was just incredible. And back in 2007, my wife tells me about this thing called the Toronto zombie walk. I was fairly new to the area. I had moved from uh, the States at the time, uh, a few years before that. So I never thought that something like this could happen. And she's like, yeah, people dress like zombies and cruise the streets of Toronto, you know, slumbering around and whatever. I'm like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. So a year before that, I had started selling cameras at Henry's. Um, I grabbed a camera. I went to the zombie walk. I had my Sony Alpha, I think at the time. And Shelly and I just wandered around. I was taking all these pictures and it was the coolest thing. I mean, I felt very out of place. I don't know uh, if anybody knows this about me, but I'm a real introvert. And being in that environment uh, was overwhelming for me. It was like too many people. I remember there were people like blood everywhere. Uh, there was this white Lamborghini with somebody's bloody handprint on the side of it that I thought was just awesome. Um, that guy must've been so pissed, but who cares? <laughs> and it just, it was so great. Anyway, I lost those photos except for the ones I put up on Facebook somehow in the great hard drive crash of 2008, I lost a bunch of photos and they were among them. So I was upset. I went back after that, the year after that and the year after that dressed up as a zombie, got all in full zombie gimmick and it was awesome and it was the coolest feeling i've ever had with a camera no less you know crouching down as the zombies are crouching by you and going in the middle of the street and oh, i was just awesome fast forward to 2010 i think we just decided uh, is when the actual um, proposal happened the year after you got married at the zombie walk and we had a Henry's booth there at the time for that because I was so in love with the zombie walk. I convinced Henry's to put up a booth and we took pictures of people. And you actually had your wedding photos done at our zombie walk booth, which yeah. I'm still, still very proud of to this day. I think that is probably the, one of my coolest things I've ever done. So that's the history of how I know you. And I just think that since then, you know, watching everything that you've done and how free you are with your creativity and ah, I just love it. Just love it. Um, I could go on and on and I'm going to shut up a little bit, but thank you, Taya, for being here. Really appreciate you taking the time to be here with us. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, uh, but before we get into that, I just want to say hi to Mark and Aurora, because, um, as I said, the last time we recorded, we don't, we're not recording like every week all the time these days. So there's gaps in between and I haven't seen these guys for a minute. So, um, well, Aurora, I see you a little more often, of course, I work with you, but Mark, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's, uh, what do we call it? It's Black Friday week week pre Black. Fr I don't know. Anyways, it's we have two weeks of Black Friday sales. It's just crazy nuts in the store. But yeah, it's it's lots of fun. And uh, I'll, I, I want to do a quick shout out. I know she doesn't watch, but I want to say happy birthday to my mom. She's eighty today. It's her eighty oh. birthday. So so happy birthday, mom! If you ever happen to watch or listen to the podcast, happy birthday. Have a good one. Uh, and that's it. I'm, and, I, yeah, that's <laughs> and I'm I'm excited. I, I think I, I met Taya a couple of times. Once at the Zombie Walk, and once at a Beauty and the Beast shoot that uh, Brian put on with uh, Detroit Photo. So uh, I'm I'm interested in, and I'm interested to hear about uh, your musical outlet because I understand. I'm not gonna. I don't want to. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but I understand that you play a very unusual instrument. So um, I'm I'm excited. I'm yeah. <laughs> I guess unusual is all relative, though. I mean, well, it, it is. I mean, I mean, I, 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 bar I barely play the guitar, so I, I don't know how you play that. So, um, I, I'm, in, I'm interested in the conversation. So, absolutely. Well, yeah, I can't play the guitar, so. Yeah. <laughs> but what you do play, we will talk about for That's sure. That's cool. Aurora, how are you doing today? 
I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, today was a little bit busy at the start and then just kind of died down halfway through the day. So, um, yeah, uh, but we've got a few things done. Um, things seem to be good and all prepped for tomorrow's delivery and all that. So um, we're pretty, pretty well good to go. I did hear from another store that the delivery that they got yesterday was really small. So again, pre-Black Friday sales stuff uh, going on. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll get some more stuff in uh, for Black Friday. And uh, it'll be a very busy, <laughs> very hopefully. tiring uh, week, uh, I'm sure. Um, but uh, also looking forward to it. Uh, well, in the world of retail. Coming for some people. Like, I mean, they're already is... on. But, this is what we live for. We wait for this all year long, you know, for these yeah. these busy sales. Um, yeah. uh, Taya, Aurora and I both work at Henry's. Mark works at a, as a at another retail store at Mark. At a, some Mark at funny Marks. name. Mark at Mark. Something. It's got some weird name. It's just Mark or something. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're all knees deep in the retail world. And, you know, this time of year with Black Friday and with Christmas coming up and the holidays, it's just madness. So. Yeah, lots yeah. of yeah. I used to work at HMV, and it was just it was crazy. And I I actually lived for that. Like I liked the buzz. Like I'd be like, please put me on Boxing Day, please, because I <laughs> I just love that kind of buzz. Like I don't know, I like the frenzy of it. Yeah, yeah. The, the day goes so fast. Like exactly. Um, sa Saturday was our uh, I think it was what well, wasn't our busiest day that I've been there so far, but I mean I did twenty seven thousand steps on saturday and uh it went by in a blur i've worked 8 30 to 6 30 30 30 i don't know 8 30 to 6 30 and it was just over in a snap it was crazy yeah. that's the nice yeah. thing about being busy it time does fly but at the same time you feel like you're being productive you feel like you know you're doing stuff no. and it's no i got nothing yeah. done i just and the, energy is, the energy is up which i yeah. think is the I love it. important thing so yeah, yeah i like that and that's like again that's like the zombie walker like festivals or like i love that kind of or concerts big concerts that mm -hmm. energy yet yeah well speaking of that Let's get into that a little bit because the Zombie Walk must have been a trip to put on. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Toronto Zombie Walk uh, started off very small. Taya, I'm sure you know the history. You've said it a million times, but it started off very small with you and some friends. And year after year, it got a little bigger. I'm just going to paraphrase it all. Maybe you can fill in gaps if you'd like. It got bigger and bigger every year. Uh, and then finally, by the time it was all said and done, you had, what, 20,000 people at the one of the final Zombie Walks? Yeah, it started with, uh, I think, about seven people in 2003. Um, basically, I could not find anyone to dress as a zombie with me. Um, I would have, like, zombie birthday parties and stuff, and no one ever wanted to dress like a zombie. I'm like, why not? It's so fun. <laughs> and then I was like, wouldn't it be cool if I had a group of, like, people who wanted to, like, walk through the streets as zombies and, like, terrorize the neighborhoods? And, um. So I just made a flyer and I put it out and I figured around Halloween would be good. And then I got these people, like I knew a couple of them sort of, but that I didn't really know them. And then one girl who was on my first walk was Heather um, McDermott and she was at Ryerson and I was at Ryerson at the time. And she moved to Vancouver and started one there and it became huge there. And then it, Kind of spread to san francisco from there and then as soon as it spread in the states it got really big up here too i think so the word was getting out that there was these things called zombie walks so um we actually kept getting kicked out of all the places we were we started in a graveyard and then we started downtown and then we started at Trinity Bellwoods Park, we got kicked out of there, and then we had to go to City Hall at the end. So, okay, so let's pause for a second. Was this like guerrilla style stuff? Like you just kind of show up and started marching, or did you have to have permissions and all that to do in the early years? No, like the beginning was just like I didn't see I needed any permission to get a group of zombies together and go walking. Like that's what zombies do. So. Um, <laughs> it's just in their nature, why, you know. Why would I tell anyone that? Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want anyone to know, and, right? And what I, day was coming? 
And how would a zombie ask anyway? Like most of them yeah. can't talk. So like, right? Yeah. Like, no, they're not asking. It's just not they realistic just, if you have to they ask. They just come and eat brains and, <laughs> yeah. then, and then all is good, right? <laughs> I take out the fun of it. I don't know. So that that's what it was. And then eventually, um, I think it was year 2008 or 2007, maybe it's 2007, the city was like, okay, Missy, you got to start getting the permits for this. It's getting out of control. And that's so, when the fun started being sucked out of it, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Like for me, it became like a job. And it it's actually really funny we're talking about this because I just – Somebody asked for some zombie walk footage. So recently, over the pandemic, a friend of mine had filmed every single zombie walk and gave me all his footage. So oh, today, nice. I, yeah, and I was looking through it, and he filmed everything. Like he filmed me, um, and like things like in 2007, uh, he was talking to me, and he's like, "Oh, Taya, the so the walk's ending." He's like, "Are you gonna make an announcement now?" And I'm like, "No, why?" Like, I was like, they're zombies. Like, let them do what they want. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was not, like, an organizer at all at that time. And then I had to um, kind of become this person uh, that I wasn't, like, interacting with the city. I had to get a board of directors. I had to uh, figure out funding. Um, I had to have fundraisers. So it was it really like, I grew, I grew up fast. In fact, like I probably grew old. I died. <laughs> I was like reborn again. Like, um, I can see, I can see that because I mean, <laughs> I remember not, I mean, obviously I wasn't involved in the planning or any of that stuff, but as an outsider looking in, I remember seeing the frustration that you had to have been going through. I mean, I ran a photo expo in 2015 and just planning something as small as like that, um dealing with all the planning and the, the times and the and the logistics and the ugh yuck and then you have like twenty thousand people and you have to <laughs> raise money because you have to hire police officers and i mean I was, yeah. I was so appreciative that you went through that and i'm sure that i wasn't the only one um i i wish it could have been easier for you i wish there were ways that the government would have encouraged you more to be able to do it because it was such an asset i thought People would come from all over for this, and I'm sure they did. I mean, you just don't have random oh, twenty thousand people in Toronto, right? Yeah. So they did. They came from all over. There's people from the states there. Like at the end, we had to have um, because we tried to get a tourism grant, and we did for one year, and then it got cut off the next year, which is part of the reason I had to stop doing it. Um, but yeah, we'd get where everyone was from, and there was like people from all over from the states. I mean, there's people from Europe there, but like maybe they were in town already. Like, I don't know the situation, but uh, people loved it. Like, they came from all over. So. It was awesome. Well, I mean, I even remember back, I think it was 2012. I have a photo of, um, what's his name? The mayor at the time. Oh, uh, Rob Ford. Ford. Rob Ford. Yeah. The, uh, the one who's yeah, no longer with loved us. I loved it, which was embarrassing. He must have, because I've got a photo of him. He was having a great time going around, taking pictures with people. And um, I mean, if he was there, I don't understand why there wasn't more help for you. But I guess the point is moot now. It's so long ago. But um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't really city because the granting body. I mean, I guess the city could have pushed for it, but the granting body was Ontario. So um I guess provincially they have so much like think about what they have going on art wise and like I was competing with art wise like Ottawa like um uh it was just too and I didn't fit into one of the boxes I've never fit into a box like zombie walk didn't fit into one of the cultural boxes that they were funding so I don't know I think that's why I liked it so much it was yeah. so unlike anything. It, it, it wasn't right. in the box. It was so different that, like, I only went to the one. And I, I, like, I think we discussed earlier. I, it was either the last one or the second last one that I went to. But uh, it was so much fun. And I mean, I got I got swarmed by zombies. And uh, fortunately, I didn't get bit. I didn't get bit. So that was okay. 
Um, but uh, no, it was it was good. It was all like, like I, at one point, I was like literally on my back in the middle of Nathan Phillips Square with my camera going, "Don't eat me! Don't eat me!" And uh, <laughs> it was the camera. Yeah, well, yeah, I got, I got a great picture. It's uh, yeah. It was my, so much I fun. Share my screen. You should. You should. Um, I had so much fun just like sitting in the middle of the street when the zombies were lumbering past playing into the photos. I mean, there's so many stories being told as a photographer. It was, it was a total dream for me. I, I looked forward to it all year long. Uh, and then of course, as it went on with the rules that you had to follow, you couldn't have people kind of in the street. Everybody had to be on the sidewalks and it changed and it grew and grew and, you know, all good things, I guess, have to come to an end, but I think something good came out of it for you. Don't you think, I mean, you went from doing all that, year after year like you say 14 years straight to not doing it and that opened you up to do other things what did you do after the zombie walk um well i'm just trying to think it's kind of like a, a blank void right now no <laughs> <laughs> that's <actually>, the fog <laughs> yeah totally um i actually worked at um so i've always worked in the arts so i I was working at Ryerson and I was, I'm trying to think if I worked at Ryerson at the end. I believe I did still. And then I worked video editing and I basically started like really, I, I did want to be a filmmaker for a long time. So I started like kind of focusing on, on that sort of thing and writing scripts and um, trying to get scripts funded. And honestly, that was like a tour two or three year process and a lot of it was shopping around scripts and then they get shelved and like nothing was ever getting made. And and I think I, again, I what I realized is that my vision is a lot different than what is um, maybe, I don't have a very good vision of what sells, right? So I would get stuck at like the producer level. And then I did a lot of editing on movies and that sort of thing. And I've done a little bit of acting and I started working at, and then I moved, when I moved to Hamilton, I always liked to hear because we had kind of an art scene here. So I started working at Center 3 and I ended up working at a print studio and I started being like, well, maybe I'm more of like a coordinating people who actually know how to sell their art. <laughs> so like I worked a in a gallery. Almost. What? Like a broker almost, like somebody who's Yeah, just... like maybe that's my thing is like inspiring people to make their art or like, and then actually I did work uh, with a lot of youth, a lot of um, disenfranchised youth in Hamilton making, like I had a program where I worked with them making videos and that sort of thing. And we actually made a zombie movie, one of those groups we did. Awesome. And yeah, that, so, you know, again, I'm secretly getting in there making the youth love zombies and horror but. <laughs> still at it yeah and um and then i was just like sort of uh, managing i was an operations manager for this um art gallery here so. what is it about zombies what is it like i, I kind of breezed past yeah. the zombie walk a little bit but i don't want to go too far past it what is it about zombies that attracts you like i know why i love it um and because after all the zombie walk, that's when Walking Dead happened. This is way before Walking Dead, right? Like, you oh, were, yeah. well, you weren't just yeah. watching the Walking Dead show and thinking, "Hey, let's do something like it." You were way before that. So we start uh, way what before is that. And then everyone's like, "Oh, zombies must be popular." So then they made the Walking Dead. It's all thanks to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was waiting to happen. Like, I think it was like. I think for me with zombies, like what I liked is like, I always love, I love all movie monsters. Like I, I really do. And like the original movie monsters, they were kind of like the outcasts of society and they didn't mean to be wrong. Um, but they did wrong. Like, uh, just because they didn't understand the rules or whatever. Um, so I thought it was kind of punk rock. And when I saw zombies and it was like, actually like, pop, like, it was Night of the Living Dead was the first film I saw, and that was really late at night, black and white, and I'm sure it's because it was copyright free. That's why I saw it. Um, and then I saw them, and I was like, oh, my gosh, all these, like, they're all dead people, but they're all different, like, different walks of life, but they're all walking together. 
And it was just like, my mind was kind of like blowing. I was like, they're all um, like together working as a unit. Like that's their power, not like how ferocious they are as a monster. It was like their power was their numbers, right? It's true. So I, I want to be part of that. I love it. Um, and it's so, it's so it's such a different kind of culture too, because there's a lot of horror and zombie is its own culture onto itself, uh, especially yeah. nowadays with the walking dead and all the other things that have come up. But um, what Speaking I always love, which isn't the walking dead, like the, the last episode of the, the original walking dead series, like just came out yesterday or the day before. I know I the last bunch of them. I don't know if it's, yeah. I don't know when the very last one is, but yeah, I know they're, yeah. they're, they're show, showing the last ones. I'm still a few seasons behind. I'm trying to wait until it's all complete. And then Shelly and I'll catch up. And, do you, do you watch, watch the walking dead as well? Taya? Me? Yeah. I no, don't eh? like it. Okay. I, Talk this I, out. Talk this out. I think, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not about the survivalist. Like, my problem is it's too much about killing zombies and it's like the count kill as whereas a Romero movie, all the zombies have different characters and they're interesting and they're characters in themselves. Whereas in this movie, zombies are just kind of like in That's watching true. dead zombies are just kind of like, they move the plot along. Like they're <sighs> a plot, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, it, it, didn't, not- it didn't start that way though. Like or, originally, right? I mean, I'm, thinking of the first the first season like yeah rick, the first season was okay like and, rick, rick in atlanta in, in the tank and uh glenn going hey dumbass you know <laughs> um that, well the that story was, of the people has been yeah has has changed but the fact that the zombies were still just they weren't the story the zombies weren't the story the people were the story yeah know, in the walking dead yeah which is cool but like in the original well i just find with like I'm a huge Romero fan and yeah, you do have the story of the people, but then on the side you have the story of the zombies and you kind of have a bit of sympathy for them, which in walking dead, you don't, you're just like, yeah, the human side of the zombie is completely gone and yeah, just shoot them and move on. Yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of true. Like it, in the beginning, like Rick, was like in the walking dead was conflicted about actually killing a zombie because it was yeah it was a person before yeah and i mean there's later in the seasons it goes back to that a little bit but you're you're right it's very much they're just an enemy right that you have to get rid of um and it would be really cool to see more of you know the backstory Um, exactly yeah. And I think I like the zombie walk a lot for that reason too, because everybody had such a, a different uh, personality. Every, every zombie character that people would, would put on had a story behind it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, imagine like the McDonald's, if that walking dead had the McDonald's zombie and the TTC zombie and the like the all the zombies we had. Like. Yeah. I know it's true. It's true. And so if anybody gets an opportunity to go and look at old photos from the Toronto Zombie Walk or any Zombie Walk, uh, really take your time and look through them because the characters that that you see there are amazing. Some of the makeup and some of the the outfits were just so elaborate. Um, loved it. And and your outfits. I mean, every year you had some. And it's like you said, you remember the year by your outfit. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that's that's the only way I can remember. Oh, yeah, that was the year I was like the red skeleton or, or whatever, but um, it's it's interesting what people, how much character they put, how much time and effort they put into their costumes. Like, it's just, every year it would blow my mind what people would bring to this idea. And, you know, it's just still even watching that footage like I was watching today and I was like, wow, that's really cool. That's cool it that is, you were just watching that today. That's awesome. It, it is, and it's cool that you inspired so many people to 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 come together for like the common interest in it. And it wasn't like a a baseball game or a football game or something like that. It wasn't it wasn't a bunch of famous people drawing a crowd. It yeah. was you starting with you and six other people, and year over year it just got bigger. And what would you say it ran eleven years or or fourteen? Oh, I thought it was 13, 13 but 13 years, 13? But over, 
over 13 years, you went from seven participants to over 20,000. Like that's unheard of for, you don't get that. Like you get that at Nathan Phillips Square for New Year's Eve because, you know, uh, Walk Off the Earth is playing. You get 50,000 people. You don't get just, hey, let's go out and play dress up and 20,000 people show up dressed as zombies. That's incredible. Incredible to inspire that sort of, the creativity that people put behind the the costumes and and not just the costumes, also the their persona as a as a as a zombie because they they weren't just a a guy in a zombie costume wandering around like they you know they had the, the they're dragging the leg or they're you know gnawing on something or whatever and they and some of these people did not break character for nothing. It was I loved it. It was so much fun. I wore out an entire Doc Martin boot because I was dragging my foot like a zombie through the entire march. <laughs> I always appreciated that the photographers that would come dressed as zombies, I would appreciate. So thank you very much because it was yeah. like <laughs> I, I didn't was, dress I didn't dress as a zombie, but I wore a T-shirt that said "Keep calm and carry on," and then over it in blood it said "Run, the zombies are coming." Um, well, yeah, you're festive. Yeah. So yeah. like, <laughs> I gotta say, Henry's when they got involved, it was pretty impressive. They gave us T-shirts that said. Um, Henry's eat your eat your brain or something instead of our logo. Uh, they actually changed our logo with blood dripping down it, and um, it was just it was it was so cool that they got behind it too. Everybody saw the pure joy of it, and it just it was just a lot of fun. Um, I had a photo I was just looking. Through. I can't do a screen share. I don't know if you guys are having the same problem as I. I, I I'm trying to set mine to screen share, but it's not. It's I, not. It's not that. letting me do it. They've updated uh, Streamyard and for some reason now it doesn't seem to be doing a, a share, but I tried to pull up one of the photos. There was a woman, uh, a pregnant lady, and she had the baby's arms and legs coming out of her belly. Oh yeah. I remember that. <laughs> she was all done up like a zombie, but the baby zombie was like popping out of her belly. Oh man. There was so, so amazing things. Um, okay. So again, that's one facet of who you are. I wanted to find out a little bit more. Um, zombie walk ended you had struggled for years to try and raise money so you can keep this thing going and it ended and then all of a sudden you had a big thing happen in your life maybe you can elaborate if you know oh, that. With this i'm like um, oh that yeah i don't know how much you want to talk about it i know you've done another interview all about it, it. Yeah, sure, but um, you won something yeah i won cash for life and um yeah, that that's was, awesome. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, I, it was great. <laughs> did it actually change your life? Did it change how you were able to live? It has because I basically don't have to work anymore. And I just get a salary from the universe to do, to be my weird self. Nice. That's awesome. That's how it should be. Well, I, I'll just say congratulations because you know you I, I, I play the lottery and I call it my my license to dream. You know, right? That's my I retirement mean, plan. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I I hardly ever buy a ticket. This was the weirdest thing. I hardly buy a ticket, but I had a friend. I worked at HMV and I had this friend that would always come in and shop for records, and his mom won cash for life. So, and it put in my head that I was like, oh, I'm totally going to win that. I don't know why. I just, it just feels like the perfect lottery for me to win. And then, and then it's just like, I buy one ticket like every three months or something like this. And we, I had gone to Shopper's Drug the day before and then I forgot something. I went back the next day and the woman in front of me bought a lottery ticket and I was like, oh, I should buy one. And I did. And that was the one. Like well, I'm not a player, so it's fate. It's bashert for sure, for sure. In I, Yiddish, I, the word for fate is bashert. It's bashert. Bashert. It's basically it was meant to be. It's a. It's destined to have happened to you. You know. Yeah, it's pretty fabulous. So, um, well, it I went to the right person because. You're you're able to live this life now of creativity and inspiration, and it's 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 you're the right person to have won that prize. You know what I mean? Thank I you so much. I appreciate it. So, 
No, no problem. Thank you. I think it's awesome. I think it's so cool. Yeah. I, every time I thought about it, as soon as I heard that you won that, I was like, exactly who should have won it? You've worked your ass off for so long <laughs> to try and make this thing that everybody loved for so long. And you you fought so hard to get it done. And it just kept fighting back at you. And you're finally like, you know what? Screw this. I don't need that anymore. You get You stop doing that. And you get this passport to live. And I think yeah, that's so well, important. It was, it was like, I felt like every time I did a creative endeavor, it, like the film, the film thing or the zombie walk, it was like, I was burning myself out because I always had to have a full-time job. And then I was doing that on top of it, hoping uh, some, someday I'd have salary just to do what I wanted. <laughs> and then, and then um, that happened. That was great. And that's, that's exactly awesome. what it is. And I'm glad you're able to do that. I'm glad you see it that way because, um, yeah. well, you know, a lot what, of people makes, are still sleeping. What makes me happy is that now you're able to, and I've always said that, like if, if I, if I won a big lottery win, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily stop working. I, I maybe wouldn't do what I do now, but I would do what I, something I want to do. So it's nice that you've got this, um, sort of funding for you to do something that you love and, and you're working in the arts and, and we all know that governments don't put a lot of money into the arts, so grants are, are hard to come by. Um, and when you do get them, it's uh, it's only a little bit of money, so it doesn't sustain a large group of people. Um, and it's it's nice to see that you're able to do that. So it really, I mean, because Cash for Life is the government, right? And it's funny that they're, in a roundabout way, funding the arts through you, which I love. So Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, um, I feel very free. It's awesome. Good. And that must also allow you to be more creative. I mean, like you said, when you're working a full-time job and still doing what you're trying to love to do, I don't know about you, but for me, if I'm working, you know, at Henry's and I'm doing my day tripper photo thing, and then I have private mentorships that I'm doing, and then I have to do a workshop over, somewhere else. And then I have in August, this thing coming up to teach at McMichael. These are not all current things, by the way. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. Like, if all of these things happened at once, I would literally not want to do anything. I'd, I'd retreat back and I wouldn't feel that creative um, vibe happening at all. Uh, having that freedom to just think and be and have the time to plan something and organize and do it. Uh, I love it. I wish I wish I could have that one day. I'll win the lottery. We play at I, work. I so. wish everyone could. And I honestly think like I like you know, I'm really into the idea of having the universal, like the income, like just uh, for everyone, you know, but that would be, that would be something, yeah. but that's a different universe. That is a different <laughs> Unfortunately. Universe. <laughs> so, so what, what other, uh, I know you've probably got more questions. Are we going to segue into uh, Taya's other creative outlets? That's exactly what we're going to do. Yes. And that's, that's what we're going to do right now. Because right now, here we go. Not only now for something completely different. <laughs> I know. We we talked very briefly about movies, and I know that you've been in a few movies. I have at least four movies listed that I know that you've been in. Um, but we want to talk about your instrument of choice. Sure. And th the reason why is because first off, I can see Mark's already glowing just talking about it. Um, <laughs> playing a stringed instrument for Mark is is you know something that he's always loved to do. Um, but this isn't just necessarily a stringed instrument. Taya, please tell us what is the instrument that you play and how did you get into it? Well, I play the theremin and, um, actually that's another thing I've always wanted to do since I was very young. I, the first time I heard a theremin in a movie, I was like, what is that sound? Um, later I found out a lot of the things that I thought were a theremin were actually not a but <laughs> just like a keyboard or something somebody is yeah or, um they'll have yeah like a fake emulation like of that sound but i always love that sound so um actually my husband adam bought me one for christmas um one year and i was still working at this time so i i played around a little bit with it um, but it's really a hard instrument because it's only two antennas and you're basically playing uh, the radio frequency, like a 
So one antenna is controlling the pitch and one is controlling the volume. And uh, the closer you get to the antenna, the higher the pitch. So it's really hard to, um, you have to calibrate it to your body every day. And every time you play, you have to calibrate it to your body. And the notes actually change where they are in just depending on how cold it is, what the atmosphere in the room is like, if there's any wind, if there's other electronic instruments. So mm. it's a it's a very hard instrument to play. And that was one of the things when I had the free time, I was like, that's it. I'm going to learn the therapy and I don't care how long it takes me. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, <laughs> neighbors are banging on the walls going hey could you pick up yeah. the bagpipes or something yeah, <laughs> it was like uh really disastrous at first it was very loud and it still can be like um i think we we were on tv uh on halloween like it, they did a broadcast and my band was I was showing them the theremin and i guess i didn't even think about it but i had one of those microphones on so it actually set off the signal, so my theremin wasn't working. Oh, um, yeah. So it inter interfered with the signal of the um, theremin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just um, things like that. You always have to be on the, and then you just have to make the best of it. So if something like that happens, this is why no one plays theremin live because there's so many times you'll go up to play and it's like, oh wait. I can't find a note anywhere. So the good thing is I was, I grew up like punk rock. So <laughs> you don't always have to hit a note, right? <laughs> you're, you're allowed to make mistakes. So I just, if that happens, I'll just like go into a crazy, like I'm just being wild on my theremin, like, <laughs> and not, and just be, do something super like psychedelic, like, and that's something so interesting about this instrument because it doesn't sound like tr like a traditional musical instrument, right? And it does have that off kind of futuristic, spacey kind of sound, right? Yeah. Um, so if if your the note isn't exactly right or perfect, that could actually make it sound better. In yeah, there. I actually like to play like half, like half a note up, like just a little bit off, so it it does stand out and have that creepy effect. I call it kind of like, you know, the idea of uncanny valley. It's like the yeah. uncanny valley of sound because it's like almost a voice, but not a voice. It's like almost on a note, but not on a note. Yeah, interesting way to think of it. Because I'm, I mean, my mother is a classically trained musician. She teaches piano and uh, banjo, and she's played all kinds of different instruments. Um, and she sings, and she's been in barbershop courses. So That's I'm used amazing. to growing up hearing my mom chirping in the background. Oh, she was flat. She was sharp. You know, uh, always critiquing other singers, and like even Whitney Houston. She, I remember the day she told me that Whitney Houston isn't a very good singer because she screams. And I'm like what and then i start listening to whitney houston i'm like okay i could see where she's coming from you know she can sing and we all know whitney can sing but my mom is like so picky about everything so of course when i'm starting ah. to hear the theremin all i'm hearing is it's a little bit out here it's a little bit out there and i don't have any idea that it was so sensitive to all these different uh variables yeah that's yeah, so yeah. fascinating and i love that the fact is um i mean looking at you you wear clothes that represent who you are. Your hair represents who you are. You have a personality and you have a style. This instrument is exactly in tune with your style and personality, your body language when you play. I mean, it's just, it's magical to watch the whole process. Um, to see your band up there, your band is tight, by the way. Uh, I love listening to the band. They, they know what they're doing. Love it. Um, and then you're doing your, your body language. It's not just the instrument. It's the whole um, presentation of the instrument that is so impressive about the theremin and when you watch you play it it's like yes you were always meant to play this instrument it just it fits i love it thank you it's very strange because i was talking to another friend of mine that plays the theremin too and he 
his theremin sounds a lot different than mine. And I was trying to kind of emulate a sound that he gets because I could not get the same sound. And I have all the same things hooked on all the same pedals on my theremin. And we're trying to figure it out. I think we figured out that even just who you are affects the sound. Because no yeah. two people can play it the same way. Even if you have the proper hand gestures, everything, you're doing everything, it's almost like your energy is like, I don't know, maybe that sounds like spacey, but well, it's almost it, like your energy is affecting it. it. It doesn't when you understand the physics behind how a theremin works. And as you say, it's it's their antennas and you're you're dealing with waves and frequencies and things like that. So everybody conducts differently, right? So um, I mean, my body has more fat in it than Brian's, right? So I would conduct different, but then maybe today Brian is more dehydrated and I've had more water. So, <laughs> and, and, and it will, it will change with hydration, with uh, what you're salt. wearing will change it. Salt right? in your salt, body. Salt content. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I mean, you drink a liter of Gatorade before a show and it sounds different. You're like, why? Well, cause I got more sodium yet. Everything, all the, chemistry, all the chemistry could throw it off. Now that you've said that, it's like, wait a minute, you're right. You know, like you yeah, know, everybody's never really talked about that, but I'm like, I think, I think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it would absolutely. When you think about the physics behind it, like we all know that one person that no matter what they're wearing, when they walk into a store, they make those security gates beep. Right, yeah. everybody knows, buddy. Right, yeah. it's like ah, oh, always happens. You know, I'm from Thunder Bay. It always like, happens. Yeah, so we know you. <laughs> yeah. and, like, hey, and and it just happens, right? So um, yeah. they they keep walking in, they keep walking out. You know, yeah, it's crazy, but that's just their their body makeup interrupting the field around those gates, and and really those gates are just a big theremin that only beep under the right conditions. But you're interrupting a field, and that's what you do. So yeah, there you go. Look at that! We're coming up with a whole new philosophy See? of. See, of there's the a there's a theory. Now we'll have to. Now I have to. Don't tell Chris. I'm going to order a theremin and we'll practice. Oh, you got to get a theremin, <laughs> right? I have, have to now. I have like, to now. When yeah. I had when I started, I had played bass. I played bass in like a. I think we actually played the fun the fiend Razor a couple times with my other band. It was kind of like a crampsy rockabilly type band, um, but I but that. That's like all. Um, when I was a kid, I played trumpet. Like I didn't. I don't have a major uh, musical background. Then when I started playing theremin, I started taking piano lessons too because I'd never. When I was a kid, I couldn't afford piano lessons, so I was like, "Oh, I can. I can take piano lessons now." So I took piano lessons for a few years, and now I got a guitar too. So that's my next. Nice. I'll be bugging you for tips. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't. Uh, my my biggest tip is don't play like me. Um, <laughs> I feel well, like I'm going doing everything backwards though, because I started with theremin and I'm going backwards. Like, there you go. <laughs> it's everybody has their own path, and one of the things I love about photography uh, specifically is how different it is for everybody. And it's the same with music. It's the same with anything, really. Like I did the whole gamut of playing. Uh, the cello and and the bugle in a drum and bugle chord. Finally, I settled on the drums, and that's kind of my my thing. You know, I love playing, I love hitting stuff. So that's just the way my body works, right? Um, yeah. But not everybody has that same kind of feel and, and need. Your feel, your need is perfectly suited to the theremin. I could see you playing the bass. I could totally see that. But um, I do see you playing the theremin, and I think it's awesome. Um, what's your yeah, goal I don't for know. I feel like I've meld with it. Like we're just one thing of the. It's a very yeah. visual art. It's a very visual art, and you are a very visual person. And your movements. I mean, yeah. Check out Taya playing the theremin. Whoever's watching this, because it's awesome. What's your goal for your band? Your uh, your band. Tell us about the band name. Night chill. Night chill. Tell us. Tell uh, us about your band. Well, I, I, we started a, so I was playing, I was doing like kooky theremin stuff. So I just, uh, one of my best friends who lives here, Denton, and, um, he plays guitar. So I was like, why don't we team up and start to do something? And then 
<laughs> so we we would just put on really bad movies and then eventually like my husband started playing bass and he never played an instrument before either uh i i gave him my bass to play and then we just started like putting on movies and then we just try and do the whole soundtrack without even being able to play anything <laughs> we just like, <laughs> it would sound so bad but i mean but there was cool ideas like within every time we did that so we just started like keeping track and then then it became official and then we finally decided okay we're gonna start a band we're gonna get a drummer we're gonna have a show and then we practiced and practiced and then when we had our first show and then the next day everything closed down so oh, <laughs> oh no oh no and it went really well and then it was like oh okay so then it kept like oh everything's open again we can practice and then it everything was shut down and then everything's open. And then, uh, so now we're back doing stuff again. And I just can't believe it after uh, this many years that we ended up, we're better musicians now. So it's probably better that we didn't put out anything before. Yeah. And so we actually recorded this year. We put out a little demo tape. Um, and yeah, we're doing a recording now on Altered State of Reverb, which is like a uh, surf record label. So we're gonna do a split seven inch with another band. Um, and we're gaining some traction. It's, it's been pretty awesome. I think, again, we're doing something so strange. Like I think the surf people seem to understand because they like instrumental music. So it's like instrumental horror, music and but it's not your traditional electronic music but it's not your traditional surf it's kind of just like horror moody uh music so but yeah again yeah. unclassifiable weird stuff so and i'm sh i'm sure you have a following i'm sure of it i'm i'm a follower yeah. so i love it it's, it's been good it's been good and i'm also doing another project which i'm really excited about called Infernal Order of the Black Flame. And it's with uh, Jimmy Psycho, if you know the band, Psycho Charger. Um, we're doing like, uh, I this year I went and I played Tiki Oasis. So I went, I played uh, Theremin to kind of lounge songs. And he's doing his own, he started doing his own version of kind of like lounge remixes of like 80s songs and stuff. Hmm. So we, uh, we we met in the summer at a at an event a tiki event in michigan and then he we started to work on some music together so it's what it is is kind of like dark lounge that we've actually termed goth zotica so that'll be the mm. that's my my uh, new little project so that if you like a really mellow lounge vibe and then night chill if you want something really dark and scary <laughs> I, I like i like dark and scary <laughs> <laughs> i think it's brilliant uh, I, the yeah. fact that you're doing your own thing i mean it's not like you're yeah. a trend follower you know uh, yeah. more people and that's who we love talking to people who aren't followers of a trend you know you are a creative you do what yeah. you love to do um and like i said in the beginning of of the conversation with no compromise you are yourself and yeah. uh I think that's what I'm so drawn to. That's why I've like watching you for the past, I don't know how many years now, um, keeping in touch and you're always so nice and you always reply. And I appreciate that. That's, that's really nice. There's a lot of people out there who I think are really cool and you message them and they're like ghosting you all the time. Like, no, that's not you. So I appreciate no, that. I, I like, I don't know. I just feel like anytime you have a chance to interact with somebody, that's your chance to, uh, learn more and you learn more about yourself through other people too right so i don't like mm -hmm. this is cool like i i so glad that you have me on this like i respect you as a photographer i love your wedding pictures are the best wedding pictures ever like it's not just because we didn't have to pay <laughs> <laughs> that helped that helped yeah but um, no but your your sense of style and your the way that you visualize zombies, you have your own eye. And I really like appreciate that. And for you to see something special in the zombie walk, like makes me feel great. And 
it's the best thing ever. I just wish we could still do it. I even thought about having a zombie walk up here in Newmarket, but it's like the work to put it on. I just, I don't have it in me right now. You know, like it's just don't have that. Um, all the, all the bases, all the hats you have to wear to, to plan something like that. I just don't have it in me. If I had a committee of people to help, that would be a different story. Maybe. And I still think that down the road, it's, it's in the books. Maybe a new market zombie walk would be a lot of fun, but, uh, We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. For now, I get to relive through my old photos of, of your zombie walk, uh, which I love to look at regularly. Um, my It inspired me to do a zombie for pretty much every Halloween since then. Um, so I just think it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So that is, I guess, the meat and potatoes of our show, I guess you could say. Before we go to our three questions and let you go for the evening, uh, I'm going to ask Aurora and Mark if they have anything else they'd like to say or ask you. Aurora? Um, I I just think that you are a very creative and interesting person. I really appreciate you coming on the show. I think the theremin is such an interesting instrument. And I, I didn't really know of you until I saw, actually, Brian randomly one day showed me a video of you playing the theremin. And you were in this like retro 50s like dress. And I'm like, oh, I, I said to Brian, I'm like, oh, I really love her style. Like she has a really cool, I love the, that retro kind of Thank style. You. Um, it's one of those things that every, every now and again, I'll pick up an outfit that's like that. And I just think it's uh, super cool that you express yourself in all of the, these ways, like through filmmaking you know, helping youth make their own films, working at art gallery, doing the zombie walk, um, playing the theremin. Um, it's it's amazing that you you have been able to express yourself in so many different ways and uh, help other people to express themselves. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. That's very nice of you. I appreciate it. That's true, though, Aurora. It, it did help other people express themselves. It helped me express myself it helped me yeah. um i never would have thought i would dress up like anything and do stuff like that and then i found this freedom in the zombie outfit and i found this you know this walking through crowds of zombies and i didn't feel awkward at all with all these people dressed like that and bumping into people as you're walking and it just felt like um almost like a hive you know it was really interesting um so no i i I definitely found out a lot about myself through the zombie walk and and that's a big reason again that i wanted to have you I'm going to say, have you in my life? Do you know what I mean? Oh, it sounds a little yeah. bit weird, but no, no, that's you, I mean, through Facebook, if nothing else, you've been a part of my life through these past years. And um, I no, just I think that, that too. yeah, for it, sure. it, was, it was awesome. So I appreciate that for sure. So thank you, Mark. Did you have anything you want to say? Yeah. What, what Aurora said really. Um, I just, I just love the fact that we have uh, you specifically on the show tonight, but I love, I love the conversations with creative people. Um, and I just love all of the creative outlets you have, um, and that you're, uh, involved in art, uh, in, in literally every aspect of your life. And I just, I think that's fantastic. And I just want to say thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for your time. Uh, I, I super appreciate you being here. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And you know, the weirdest thing is I've just realized, and we didn't even talk about you like being in a movie in a George Romero movie, which is really awesome. And you have your photo yeah. with George Romero. And I mean, that's that must have been the highlight for you for sure. Yeah, that was that was amazing. And if if you don't blink, you can see me even. Like <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm on the pier of survival of the dead. And um yeah, that was just amazing. Like that, I got, I had that opportunity to be a zombie in a film, in one of his films, and it was so cool. He made sure I got one of the outfits so I could be a character zombie. So my outfit was, even though it was like totally like beat up, you could hardly tell, but it was like a waitress costume, and I had, I have like bright orange hair, so you can pick me out on the dock, but. Nice. Um, Nice. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was really amazing. I had a lot of really cool George Romero experiences. Um, as I was looking at footage earlier from, I think it was 2007. Uh, we had, uh, w when Romero became a citizen of uh, Canada. So we did a special zombie walk for him at TIFF. And it was um, 
to give him an award for becoming a Canadian citizen. And it was like, a, we gave him like a CN Tower with a severed hand holding it. Oh, right on. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, and it was hundreds of zombies and we walked down Queen Street and we ended right at Dundas Square and they played, and then George Romero greeted us and they played Night of the Living Dead and I talked to him then too. And I, and I was watching this footage and I'm just beaming, right? And I, that wasn't even the first time he was, he always like made sure I got like taken care of like. Um, awesome. Uh, oh, we got to do a little promo. I think it was for Land of the Dead with him too. And I got to work with him on that. It was like seven zombies and uh, him just directing us. It was just really cool. Awesome. What an experience. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. Um, that leads me to the end of the show where we have three questions for you. You know one of them already in the in the email that I sent you. I asked you to do a challenge if you had a challenge for our, our listeners. And do you remember what you said for that? Oh yeah, I said I said dress up for a day. <laughs> okay, elaborate. Go for it. What what is this challenge? Um I think that um spend one day from morning you get Dress as a character. It can be. It doesn't have to be a monster. It can be like a character from a novel, a character from a movie, um, and try and be that person for a day and see what it feels like to be in their shoes. Just see a new perspective on your life. Fun, fun. And since we're photographers, we should take selfies of that. And yes. If, oh, yes. If we choose yeah, to yeah. do it, take the selfies. Yes. Yeah. Do do a series of selfies. And what would your person do that day? What would they eat? What, you know, what would they like to do that day? Yeah, so it's not even just dressing up. It's also being, like, yeah, trying to act as that person that you're doing. It's very yeah, interesting. Yeah, experiencing things in a different way. Also, it gets you out of your routine, right? So, you know, I don't know why, but my brain insta instantly went to being Indiana Jones. That's awesome. You got to do. I could totally get into being Indiana Jones. You got to find a whip. Somebody better warn Shelly he's bringing a whip home. I'm making a note here, so don't forget that. I know. And for whatever reason, my mind just went to Sam Winchester from Supernatural. So I'm thinking now I need a 67 Impala. Oh, you got to buy a car now for the role. Oh, darn. Buy another car. <laughs> For me, I've been to a lot of these kind of like things like conventions, like anime conventions oh, and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and, you know, Halloween, I always dress up. Um, but, uh, you know, dressing up is one thing. Acting as the character and making decisions as the character is a totally different thing. So uh, that's, a, that's a new level of it for sure. That's a whole new level. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Awesome. Well, that's that's a fun challenge. I'd be interested yeah. to see if anybody does that. So if anybody is watching the show and you want to take on this challenge, do some selfies of yourself and share it with us. Let us know. Um, it's, a, cool. it's a real interactive thing. So that'd be that'd be a lot of fun to see. Awesome. Yeah. Good challenge. Yeah. All right. So now for the questions that you don't know. Um, question number one, tools of the trade. Um, what do you feel you can rely on? It doesn't have to be a, a, an actual tool. It could be a thought. It could be a, a, a mindset. What do you think you rely on day in and day out to help your help your creativity? What tool of the trade would you call? What would you say? Um, tool of the trade. Like, it doesn't have to be it's like an actual tool. Nope, nope. We've had some people say their ADHD is their tool of the tool of the trade. Uh, Mark says his creativity. His imagination is his tool of the trade. Um, so mine was my leather man because I do use it every day. But everybody says something different. What is my tool? If you want to think my about that cat. for a second, my cat. cat. <laughs> okay, I love your cats. Cats plural because you yeah, had another cat. I have four cats. You have four cats? Wow. I didn't know that. I thought you only had the, well, the one eerie. That was another thing I did is like when I moved here, I started cat rescue. So there was a band of feral cats in Hamilton. So I 
uh, rescued each one individually, and then I tamed them and found them homes. It was like, uh, oh, it was like a building that was being torn down until we got all the cats homes. And then I, I, I had to stop because because I ended up with too many cats. <laughs> it's very easy it's very easy to get more cats and then um <laughs> yes no i'm i'm laughing because that's my wife's license plate oh too yeah many, too many cats <laughs> yeah. which which takes on and and when i got it for her, it meant there were too many cats and she couldn't have them all uh because at that time we had eight cats i think wow. uh we, ha we have four now um, but it takes on a different meaning when you're driving down the road now with a dog hanging out each window and the license plate is too many cats. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people get a chuckle out of that. Wow. Yeah, for sure. I'm living vicariously through your pets. Like, yes. Each one of you having pets. I love it. Yeah. Well, Dixie is not very social. And I certainly couldn't put my cat Dixie into my bicycle basket and go for a ride into a cemetery. Um, where I definitely, well, I know you, you take your cat for a walk in, well, in... this is a special cat because I got this cat. This was a thing. I lost a cat. And then my friend who lives on a farm found this little black kitten, like three days after I lost my cat, I was like, I can't. And then it, it, the pandemic ended up happening. So I had all this time. So I was like, why don't I train this cat to walk on a leash and all this stuff? So it's like... <laughs> This cat is like trained to walk on a leash, wear clothes, like we go on walks. It's like we go to the cemetery, <laughs> he sits on tombstones. It's pretty amazing. That's awesome. That's Love awesome. It. But yes. that's not my tool. I guess I think my tool is my um I think my tool is my curiosity because that's what keeps me always trying new things. That's a good awesome. one. Awesome. Perfect. Okay, so the tool is curiosity. Now, the final question we have before we let you go is, and this is the important one. Are you ready? Really What's your jam? Fun? Yeah. What's your jam? What song do you love? What song can you listen to day in and day out? Uh, you never get sick of it. It's got your five stars. Uh, it just makes you happy every time you hear it. Your jam. There's so many. I know this I have is a the whole we happiness get from playlist. I have a whole happiness playlist. By the way, that's a really good book. It's called Happiness Playlist. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's gonna have to be Danzig for sure. Uh, that's in your happiness playlist. Yeah, it makes me okay. feel power. It makes me feel powerful, like. Like a lot of metal music, like it just makes me like riled up and I feel like it's not even really metal. It's like rock really, I guess, but it just makes me feel powerful and alive. And I don't know, well, willing to take on any challenge, I guess. So it's. Music does that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we just did a whole episode on musical expression and what music does for us and it's true. I mean, music can take you yeah. on a journey. It can it can make you feel strong. It can make you feel weak. It can make you feel sad and happy. Um, I love it. Danzig is your jam. Well, let's see. Which one, though? Or maybe it would be The Misfits. Last Crest, The Misfits, probably. That song Good never, tune. never gets old. Good tune. Awesome. <laughs> yes. I like that one. All right. Well, that has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much, yep. Taya, for spending an hour with us. Uh, I appreciate you, and I will continue to because I'm not going to stop following what you do. Love it. Um, yeah, Mark, Aurora, anything else you'd like to add? Um, Taya, where can people follow you? I'm on Instagram at Gal. G-H-O-U-L-Y-G-A-L. Um, on Facebook as Taya Munster, or you can follow my band on Instagram as underscore Nightshell, or you can follow Infernal Order of the Black Flame. <laughs> awesome. Mark? 
Awesome. And you said you have uh, a shared seven inch coming out with another band. When is that dropping and where can people get it? Oh, um, I'm, we're not sure of the date yet. We're uh, going to be finishing recording on the 15th and then uh, beginning of January is the final cut. So new year, I'm not sure an exact date yet, all but right, I'll so, put every, all the info on my site. Yeah. So um, follow, follow the band and you'll get the info if you want the album. Yeah. Perfect. And last question I have for you, uh, all the video footage that you say you've been going through, are you making that into a documentary or something that people are going to see? Are we going to be able to see some of that footage? Well, that's funny you say that because when I was looking at it today, I'm like, I have to do something with this. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Like, um, there's so much footage and they only, the I guess, um, the person that asked me for the footage is, is doing a general documentary on zombies. So they only want a slight bit of footage with zombies walking and but I have so much good stuff like it honestly needs to be put up somewhere because yeah. I was like that's Pam that's Bradley that's so and so oh my gosh and I wanted to share it with everyone like that so I, I, I do have to figure out a way maybe I will do a, a little mini doc <laughs> Yeah, like even to like a series, right? Through the years, yeah. there's this part of your life and then this part of your life and then this part of your life. Ah, you'll figure it out. And I'll be watching, so can't wait to Thank see what you do. You. Thank you very much, Taya, for being here one last time. Mark, Aurora, thank you both as well. And for everybody who's watched our show this week, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast. Don't forget to do that challenge. Share your photos with us. Let us know what you've done. Uh, can't wait to see what happens. Thank you, everybody. See you all next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.